Hey, Michelle. Hi, Rue. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh my God, you must have missed me so much. I have missed you. I, I girl, I'm, I'm ready to get the four one one on everything. I'm ready to break it down. You know, because I know what I know. People listen to this uh, podcast, and they 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 love the fact they feel like they get to be a part of our lives because. You know, we. I'm sitting across from the table. I'm talking to you. This is the conversation we would be having. Correct. Mics are no mics. Mics are no mics. Right. This is it. Yes. So you know, I'm dying to ask about your blood work. Right. So now, because I, well, at one point you mentioned that you would even consider taking your girls out your breast implants. Yes. I if see. that was something that would improve your health, because just backstory. You, you had a thyroid issue. Uh, which is an autoimmune disease. Right, right. Which 90% of the cases of hypothyroidism are this autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. They just go undiagnosed because the doctors don't do the right blood work. You know, is that, now I know that Yolanda Foster, she had her breasts taken out. She's one of the housewives and is married to David Foster, the big producer. Gigi Hadid's mom. Yes. She is a, uh, she's got Lyme disease. Oh, I see. That and that's, yeah, and that, uh, and her... Um, Wait, but, but it wasn't it her breast your leaking? She, you don't know until they're out unless you get a mammogram and see that they are leaking. You can see, see. silicones leaking in mm-hmm. a mammogram. Um, sometimes mammograms cause the breast pl- breast implants to leak because they squeeze too hard. Really? Yeah, there's so many things going on. Uh, Life is hard, isn't it's it? It's so difficult. It is hard. So difficult. Yeah. Um, but I believe that there's a, a connection to me, I told you, shoving this foreign object into my body and expecting my body to just go, oh, sure, I'll accept it. No questions <laughs> asked. Just cram it in. Well, but to be honest, you've had how many breast implants? This is my third surgery, but these have been in now for a long time. What's these a long time? These have been in since 2003. So Oh, right. You got these years. here in LA. Yeah. Yeah. So they've been in for a long time. So I do want to take them out, but the doctor doesn't want me to do anything until the inflammation in my body calms down. Because it's all about the inflammation, isn't it? Yes. I mean, just in general, across the board. In life. Because certain foods cause inflammation. Correct. And those, and that's why you're gluten-free and all that? Gluten is the biggest. Inflamer. You- <laughs> Inflamer, murder, uh, uh, comedy, inflamer. Yeah. Uh, yes. So gluten is the worst culprit for people with autoimmune. Was that inf- was that informer, informer by what was his name? Um, Snow. Snow. Oh my God! You know when I did the um... Snow was not cute, so don't say you thought he was cute. Oh my God! Listen, let me tell you the story. When I did MTV Daytona Beach Spring Break, yeah, he was on the show with me. He's not cute, and he he's not cute. At Rue. the end of the show, they were playing Supermodel, or they were playing his song, or something, and we were closing credits, and he sort of shimmied up behind me, and we were like dancing together. Uh-huh. And he, I thought he was no. so hot. You thought he was so hot because he, he was, was shimming so up on you. Hot. And you were hungry. You know what? I bet if you saw a picture, nope. you would change your mind. Nope. I worked with him. He was no Snow. vanilla ice. Well, you know what? Maybe he wasn't vanilla ice, but I thought he was hot. Listen, you and I, I thought he was have hot. always had opposing tastes. Yeah. Well, um, let me tell you, inform, I'm going to inform on your ass. Oh, shit. He, uh, Snow was hot. I'm Googling a picture right now. Yeah. He was not hot. Yeah. So, inflamer, inflamer, inflamer. The yeah. foods that inflame inside your body. 
That's Let me see hot? that. I think so. No, I think don't. he's hot. No, I do. You know what? See, wait. You're saying you, that to defend no, yourself. No, I'm not. I'm going to tell you. Look, if you see that picture, you see Ed Bundy in there, and you know how much. Oh, how that's I, Al Bundy. You know, you Ed know O'Neill. how Ed O'Neill. Yeah. You know how I feel about. You know Al what? Bundy. You're right. I see Ed you O'Neill. See it? Yeah. Oh my God, I think that's hot. Yeah, yeah. You I would. think that is hot. You would. And he was he and I loved his attitude. He had no like keenness. He's Canadian for crying out loud. I liked Everlast. I liked um He Informer had no ickiness about oh my god, a drag queen. I'm like no, no, I'm a national you love that, T- I'm a national TV. I'm not gonna shimmy up to a drag queen. Um not and by the way, I mean the most glamorous, gorgeous drag queen in the world. Hello. But um this is nineteen ninety-three, yeah. you know, and um uh I thought he was great. If uh, if he's listening to this, was I Dallas there with you? Was she there? Probably. I bet you she was. She was. Yeah. She was. Yeah. I Dallas, who of course was an MTV VJ. She was in seduction with me. She was in seduction with you, and you guys were really good friends. She was my best friend. There was another I Dallas thing. I re- on her birthday, I realized that her birthday is the same as Leah Rimini's. It is, and that you you're best friends with her I too. Know. Isn't that crazy? June fifteenth. Yeah. Are you guys? Are they the same age? Uh no. Leah's younger than I am. Uh-huh. Leah's 44 now. Right. Uh, and Idalis is 51. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, informer, inflamer, you don't eat foods that inflame. Correct. So, it, it really, I'm not going to bore everybody, but the, you can look up the autoimmune protocol and they tell you the foods that you're not supposed to eat. But I chose gluten-free veganism. What are the foods you're not supposed to eat? Really? You want me to tell no, you? No, just give me the top five. Okay. Autoimmune protocol basically no nightshades so that means no tomatoes no eggplants wait okay tomatoes eggplants um no potatoes you can have sweet potatoes no peppers of any kind not even things that have pepper in it like paprika hot sauce no none out gone even black pepper that you put on your food gone yeah no no pepper whatsoever Uh oh also no nuts no seeds no legumes okay now now you've lost me there what I'm saying is the only thing you're allowed on autoimmune protocol is um, grass-fed organic, you know, f- meats, vegetables, not all vegetables, uh-huh. and um, fruit in moderation. Really, that's it to cure this. And I haven't done that. I've chose for gluten-free veganism. So 15 months of being so strict about everything. The only cheat I've ever had has been potato chips, and they were gluten-free and vegan. Mm-hmm. Not You're not supposed to be eating potatoes. But anyway... My autoimmune numbers did not go down or up, mind you, mm-hmm. by one number. Nothing changed. Hmm. He went through everything that he tested. I'm talking so much blood work that the guy at the lab was like, oh my God. Yeah. Everything. He showed me everything. He said, basically. Is your doctor Count Dracula? <laughs> 20 vials of blood, like ridiculous. Yeah. Like I was like on an airplane, uh-huh. Joe Whelan. Right, right. Long story short, he said, your body is, his words, Thirsty. (laughs) Swear to God. And he didn't say, girl, your body's thirsty. He just said, your body's thirsty. Uh And I was like, thirsty uh for what? Right. He goes, I'm going to tell you, it's thirsty for animal protein. He goes, you know, I know it's moral and ethical for you. And he said, I'm not telling you you have to do it, but I'm going to show you here. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not saying a lot. I'm saying a piece of fish once a week. Right. And he said, if you're able to do that, all of this stuff will change. Like my bones, I be- I'm like a super high risk for osteoporosis. You're kidding yeah. me. All of it because of the veganism. Do you like eating fish? Fish was the only meat in my life that right. I've ever eaten. But the but the 
I'm so ridiculous with my qualifications of eating a piece that like it has to be in the Atlantic. It has to be oh wild. Oh my god. It can't be farm raised. You yeah. are such a Californian. No, I'm a person who wants to heal herself. Yeah. And you can't when you're getting friggin' radioactive waves from Pacific food because of Fukushima. What this is what real. Did you call I me? called you Fukushima, bitch. <laughs> Don't forget it. So these things are really important when you're trying to cure yourself or reverse right. a disease. If I was just being a regular pain in the ass for right. no reason, yes, yeah. so California. Uh, I only ate, uh, only ate Atlantic salmon. Uh-huh. That's uh, wild. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Right. So no. So I haven't done anything, but basically the lectins in the beans are killing me. It's just really bad stuff. But he did start it out by saying, you are extreme. He goes, I was surprised at how incredibly healthy you are. Oh, good. It's, he goes, what I'm trying to do here is longevity. Yeah. So you're really going to th- have to think about this and decide what you're going to do. Long tail. That's it, what you're yeah. going to do. Yeah. So that's where I stand. He said, I said, so should I cut out? Should I go on the protocol? And he said, no, don't change anything. Just incorporate this. And here's the supplements that I'm going to Well, if the legumes are killing you, you should change that. I'm going to take those out. Right. And I will um, deal accordingly. Now, a minute ago, there were some um, delivery people here with some vegan food. That wasn't for me. That wasn't for you. No. Who was it for? I don't know. Maybe a queen that's an- annoying like I am? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Um, I thought I was the only annoying one. Meanwhile, a minute ago, we were talking in that voice, that, yeah. which is called vocal fry. Is that what Did it's you called? know it's called vocal fry? It's, it has a name. Yeah, it's what Kim Kardashian's. You know, they, they, I'm going to try. Well, she's to do also it. really nasal too. Well, but she 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 puts it in the back of her throat. All of them do, except for Chloe doesn't do it. But it's um, you know, where everybody yeah, speaks back here, and I think that it's called vocal and fry. It's also like I'm here with Kim. Yeah. Called vocal fry, and I didn't in fact, know that. yeah, the New York Times did a story on it and how employers, well, employers are having a hard time hiring people who have that because they're annoyed by it. Would you want to talk to? No, someone? I don't. But listen, everybody speaks that way. You know how I feel about people who end on a question mark inflection. It drives me crazy. Although Australians don't drive me crazy right. when they do. <laughs> Um, I like it, and but in, um, when Americans do You're so it, good at that. when Americans do it, I, I can't stand it. Meanwhile, I sent you the link to that little boy going, yeah. "Oh my God!" It's on YouTube. It's a little boy. It's called um, "She's So Ugly." I hate her. She's, she's so my, rude. She's, she's like, my best, best friend. friend. Yes. Oh my God! I love him. I posted it. Yeah. How old do you think that kid is? It's a little if boy. I Six, six, five or six, maybe? That sounds right. Yeah. He's so adorable. Delicious. Clearly, he's copying his older sister yeah. or someone. His mother even. Maybe his know. mother. Yeah. But he says, it's a small vine loop. Tiny. Six seconds. Yeah. And he goes, um, she's so ugly. She's so rude. Um, I hate her. She's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I was cracking up. Oh, my God. But the vocal fry thing. You know, listen, I, what, the, the, I, I think it is a reaction to the feminist movement of the 70s. What do you mean? Listen, oh, listen, I, listen, you know, Maureen O'Dowd. Is it Dowd or Maureen Dow, O'Dowd? O'Dowd, I think. Is it O'Dowd? The New York Times. Uh, I thought it was O'Dowd. Edit, I don't remember. I'll I, look it up. You I read, on. I read her book years ago called Are Men Necessary? Are Men Really Necessary? One of those. Just Dowd? It's just out. More in doubt. And I wonder if that book is available on Audible. Would you look that up to see if are men necessary or is it are men really necessary? Anyway, she goes. Well, yes, they are. Well, for some things, but in she goes in depth yeah. to talk about 
the reaction that people have had to the uh, women's, uh, the, the feminist movement. Yeah. And of course, it is available on Audible, the Marine Dowd book. Are men, is it, are men really necessary or what? It's are men necessary when sexes collide. Are men necessary when sexes collide? Yeah, I'm sure when sexes collide is the little um, parentheses part, but oh. it's, yeah. Are men necessary? Or subtitle. But she goes into it and she she talks about the women in New York who have MBAs and are pushing around a baby stroller with um, a cell phone in one hand and a, a, a vente latte in the yeah. other hand and a big, huge boboba uh-huh. baby stroller. $5,000 baby stroller. Exactly. Yeah. And you think about these smart women who just said, you know what? To be on the same level as men is hard. Yeah. It's cute. I got the job. Yay. Now I have to be here forever. And maintain it. And maintain it. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm summarizing this book. Um, it's a very good book. Um, but she talks about the reaction to the feminist movement. And I believe that the vocal inflection speak, which is, um, I'm going to the store <laughs> and I want <laughs> to um, take my friend. I think I want to wear Balenciaga. Balenciaga? Uh. And I think what it is, is what that voice is saying is, I don't, I need your approval of everything I say. I need you to say, uh-huh, at the end of every you sentence. You mean the, the upward inflection? The upward inflection. I see, okay. Yes. Not the tonality. Well, but see, I think the vocal fry is also part of that reaction because the vocal fry says, um, I'm over everything. I, it says, um, I'm not committing to anything I say. I'm not pushing it out of my body. I'm all fried out. I'm really, I don't care. I'm just not really, it's not like I'm, I'm projecting things out of my body from my core, which is what the way I speak right now. It shows weakness, not strength, doesn't it? I think that it is a reaction to the feminist movement. I think it's a way to not be accountable for what you say or for your opinion, I think it's non-committal. How are you, but if it's coming out of your mouth, how are you not responsible for well, it? Well, you still got to talk. You Whether still you gotta... say it like, uh, you know, Georgina from Newhart, or you say it like, you know, uh, right. Rosie O'Donnell, it's still coming out of your mouth. It's still coming out of your mouth, but I think the intention behind it is, it's almost like a disclaimer. It's almost like saying, I'm not going to be accountable for what I say. It's not like being in your core and coming from a grounded place. Power. It's not coming from a place of power. Yeah. And I don't understand how anybody would hire someone like that. I'm, I agree with you. you know? I'm in complete agreement. I would never hire somebody who is temporary or doesn't have that you know, exuberance or confidence. Or accountable for what they're saying or what they're doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They but, They'll you just know. have to do sex tape or something and well there's 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 a thing nothing sure. wrong with that and there's nothing wrong with that Works for some people hey you know it built an empire for one family did i ever tell you about my sex tape that i did with my husband no i want you to tell me about it right after this break okay. though okay because uh okay. this is something we need to know okay. all right so we'll be right back okay we'll be right back <laughs> oh my goodness squarespace <gasps> you know i love to talk about squarespace we because it changes people's lives it makes people's lives so easy Now, you know that Squarespace allows you to create your own website so easily. And you can get started with a free trial at squarespace.com with no credit card required. 
Squarespace is amazing. They have a new version called Squarespace 7, which has completely revolutionized the idea of making your own website. Hello. My child can do it. Your child can do it. Anybody can do it. Making a website has never been easier. Now, when you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RU. That's right. Squarespace.com offer code RU. Okay, I want to talk about Bowl and Branch. I love their sheets. Great, great sheets. Nicest sheets you'll ever own for about half the price of what stores and boutiques would be charging you for much lesser quality, by the way. Now, you've heard Michelle and I talk about these sheets, how much we love Bowl and Branch sheets. Bowl and Branch is so sure that you're going to fall in love with their sheets, that they're going to give you 30 nights to try them out. And if you don't love them for any reasons, they will take them back and refund you without any hassle at all, honey. And wait, hold on. It gets better. It gets better. If you order now, they will give you $50 off a set of sheets plus free shipping. How do you like them apples? Just go to bowlandbranch.com and use the promo code RU, that's right, and get $50 toward a sheet set by going right now to B-O-L-L and branch.com, honey. They will serve you right. Now, Michelle, you and a sex tape? Really? Let me reiterate. I, my husband and I thought it would be really fun early on, pre-children, to tape ourselves, uh-huh. which is what everybody does. No, know? not everybody does it. Everybody does it. I, listen, okay. I've, I've never done a... Oh, bullshit. I've never taped myself. Are you kidding? No. Oh, that's because they didn't have tapes in your day. Yeah, exactly. They right. didn't have right. cell phones. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to send it to you the... Get this, the to, Betamax. Exactly. You'd have to send it to <laughs> Kodak Eastman and wait three months for it to come back. <laughs> Oh, each tape weighed 30 pounds. Yeah. Um, uh, We decided that it would be really fun to do this, or probably he decided so he can have it in the spank bank whenever he needs it, which, Uh you know, long story short, um, he, we videotaped it. Oh God. It's when we first started dating. Did you act up for it? Did you overact for it? No, I didn't do any of that. But the long You Paris Hilton it. I, yeah. I just did it straight up. There wasn't any like infrared beams or anything. Right. Going on. It was literally in my apartment in New York City. And we. He, so you didn't go. Ah, no. Yeah, well, no, daddy. I, just, I was. Uh, I just was. I just was being. I, do you do that I, in I, regularly? No, not porny like. Right. I'm vocal when it's worth it. Yeah. When it's not worth it, I'm not vocal. Right. You have got to work. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I don't just go right. like that. Yeah. To get him off. Well, you I got to get off too. Yeah. When I want him to get off quickly, I'll lay that on thicker. Right, right. But anyway, long. The, really the punchline of all this is when we put it into watch it, and he had watched it a few times, he loves it. Yeah. It's literally, literally yeah. a video of, because I'm on top, uh-huh. it's my butthole uh-huh. and that's basically it. Right. Does it wait? It's so close. Uh-huh. It's so close. And basically the shot was so poorly set up. You see me going up and down on the shaft and my yeah. butthole. Right. See, I don't understand There's that. There's no beauty. Yeah. It's hideous. This is the thing. You know, porn has been around forever. Yeah. As long as there have been moving pictures. I love porn. Actually, porn has been around before moving pictures. The people used to draw pictures and take photographs. Oh, and you everything. can find you know. old ancient porn. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I don't understand how people make such bad porn. You know, oh, I mean, if terrible you, porn. If you are a director of yeah. pornography, I would think you would go and look at the best scenes, yeah. the scenes that get you off, and just reproduce them. them. Just could you get put the camera in the exact same, put the light in the great, the right spot. You know, when you see this stuff on on the interweb um, or what they call the www dot. It's something that kids use with their oh, these I machines. And you see the lighting is so terrible. That's why I prefer gay porn. And my straight friends There's terrible gay porn. There's terrible all porn. Yeah. But I prefer gay porn because the stuff, the pretty stuff that I watch yeah. has got the good lighting. Right. You know, and it depends what it is. And the guys are always better looking in gay porn right. than they are in straight porn. Right. Um, I just prefer it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all around, two women and two men. Sure. Yeah. Well, this yeah. But I just don't understand how you make awful porn. It, well, I am a living proof. It's awful. The lighting was You terrible. guys only did it the one time. The one time. Right. And then when I saw it, I was like, I don't ever want to see this again. Yeah. And I told him to burn it, but he probably has it in our safe. Yeah. Um, it's uh, terrible. You tell him to take that VHS and put it on the fire. You can't even see my face in it, so you don't yeah. even know it's me. But the point is like this... Why did we even do it? Like, it was, I should have played it up. Right. I should have done the thing. You should thing, have played it up. The camera, like, I should have looked at it and, like, you know. Yeah. Done the whole thing. Because exactly. I love porn. Right. And I didn't do it justice. Well, the thing about, about porn, and this is what most pornographers don't understand, is that the viewer is the, is, is the actual third party. Everything in that scene is, should be done for the viewer. Correct. And so it's not about the two of you. No. It is about, so if, you know, if, if there's a shot to be seen, it should be seen by the viewer. And it was terrible. Yeah. It was horrible. But if I did it all again, there'd be lighting, there'd be makeup. Hair and makeup. There'd be outfit. Sure. Yeah. You'd, you'd so self, Noises. Uh, you go spray tan. Yes. Everything. All of that. Lingerie. All of that. Yes. And more. Toys. It was a let. I love a toy. Yes. It was a letdown. Well, I you know, do myself. I think the biggest mistake people make with selfies and all that stuff is they don't use the natural light and they don't use the light source properly. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do a selfie, you've got to face the window. I mean, natural light on a yes. selfie. It's not really the same in moving pictures, I think, because like right. if you were to to do a video in that natural light, you're going to mm. see a whole bunch of shit. You don't want people right, to see. Right. But for selfies, there's nothing like it. Things get blown out. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And you know, what a lot of people understand was, you know, when I'm done up in my makeup, the makeup is done as an illusion straight on. So the, the lighting is hitting, light is hitting my face. Yeah. And whatever contouring is happening is, is directed oh, for no that contour. light. No contour. Directly. There's no contour. No, no. no. Um, but you know, sometimes people want to do a portrait of you back in the days when I let other people take my picture uh -huh. and they put a, a, a GD side light. Yeah. It's like, are you crazy? Well, when I did Big Brother. A side light? I, same thing. When they, listen, they set up and they do this whole beginning thing. Yeah. setting up all these lights and I go, um... I'm sorry, but you can't put that light there. No. You need to bring that light here. Thank and you. Need you. To, and to put it up there yep. and bump it up. Bang, they were you. cracking up. I reset the whole thank lighting. You. Because why? You know better. Because I know. Yes. I'm yes. 46 years old. I'm not 26 years old. Yeah, this ain't the local news. This ain't fucking Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, you know, I tell them, listen, do not shoot me like you're shooting a local news story, yeah, like no. Cat Up in Tree. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I am. I need to help. I'm. You know. I'm. I, I'm an AARP. Dude, so shut. Wait. I don't want no sidelights. Did you ever get stuck in a tree? 
No, I've never. Did I ever st- tell you the story about when I got stuck in no. a tree? No. Can I tell you my story? Yeah, what well, in New it's, Jersey? It's an Arlene story. My yeah. mother. Yeah. How old were you? Um, I'm gonna say twelve ish. Stuck in a tree. Were you doing your eye li- your liquid eyeliner? I was eyeliner. not doing my liquid liner. Yeah. That came a year later. Yeah. Um, the girls I hung out with these twins, June and Jill. Jill June, June and, and Jill. Jill. Jill was the lesbian. Yeah. And but you know back then she wasn't. She right. was Just the tough one. She yeah. was the tomboy. Uh huh. As we called them. Yeah. Uh, and June was her sister, and then there was Christine, and Christine lived back right back in my backyard. Yeah. I'd hop over the fence and go to Christine's house. Well, Christine had a huge tree, and June and Jill were both really athletic, and they had no problem climbing up the tree. I never climbed up the tree. June and Jill would often threaten to beat me up if I didn't do things. Mm-hmm. If I didn't smoke my first cigarette, thank you very much for that, bitches. Mm-hmm. They made me become a smoker. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things they'd tell me if I didn't do, they'd kick my ass. And they would kick my ass, even though they were my closest friends growing up. Yeah. So I finally climbed the tree, like after so much just banging on me, banging on me. So I finally went up. I couldn't get down. Oh. So they all got down. And I wouldn't jump. I, I am so like fear-based when it comes to that stuff, like with hurting the, myself. Was it, oh, just the pain or the height? The height. And I was afraid I was going to kill myself. Right. So literally my mother came out. She, they ran, jumped over the fence, got yeah. my mother. My mother comes out. She's like, Michelle, get out of that tree now. I go, I'm scared. She's like, I'm going to call the fire department. I said, oh, then call the fire department. I don't care. She, of course, <laughs> she wouldn't do that. She's yeah. threatening it. She goes, then you know what? I'm leaving you up there to rot. I'm going to bring you dinner. I'm going to put it at the bottom of the tree. <laughs> and that's what it's going to be if you want to eat dinner and she brought over some fucking meatloaf put it at the bottom of the tree how long were you up in that hours hours you are kidding hours. me hours i didn't come down until the, the sun went down how did you get Night down t- i fell literally out of the tree i thrumped but down was there anybody there to nobody see it? was there so if michelle falls they left me my mother said you can sleep in that goddamn tree that's what she said so if michelle falls in a tree and no me? one's there to witness it did, did, it, did it actually happen? I'm here to tell you it happened. It did happen. Happened. So says you. Oh, I'm telling you, so says me. Yeah. That's my one climbing a tree story. Uh, so, so, so you ended up, okay. You, at one Nine point, or 10 o'clock at night, I finally <laughs> fell out of the tree. Wait. So, so you started trying to climb down. Trying to get way. down. I couldn't get down. I was scared. I kept like <laughs> falling. Christine got out of the tree. Um, June and Jill got out of the tree. Yeah. They left me. Christine they was were, in sleeping. They were home. <laughs> I was in her tree. <laughs> After they were done making fun of oh me. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What did you think about? Were you telling stories? Were you like survival crying, stories? Crying half the time. Wow. Worried that spiders were going to be in there. Yes. Birds were going to peck my eyes out. Like yes. it was going to be Tippy Hedron. Right, right. Yeah. And you know, I've told you the story. You know, you're never more than six feet away from a spider. Don't, please don't At all times. Don't, did, you see the, did you see the picture I posted? No. Okay, so David and I went for a hike as we do every night. We go for about... Uh, Four to five mile hike every night. Oh, right after dinner, it's just something. How long does it take? Uh, about an hour. Oh. we you know we we scoot, but there's a lot of hills and it's really good. So the other day we're hiking and oh, you should do a sex tape when you get to the top. Oh my god, you're yeah. right. And this yeah. time we have the right lighting. Exactly. So we're there doing our thing, and um, I jump out of the way. First of all, the last time this happened, just FYI, the last time this happened, he pulled me out of the way because I almost stepped on a rattlesnake. Oh. Only in California does this oh, And at what time of day is this? The sun is dusk. going down. It's dusk. Seven o'clock we usually go-ish. Yeah. You know, after dinner uh-huh. and after it's digested a little bit. Right. So I, my eyes are always open for critters. So I'm not a fan of critters. Right. I can deal with a rat. Anything else I'm not good with, right? You can deal with a rat. Yeah. Huh. I can deal with rats. Mice were my favorite animals growing up. Huh. Like me and Ben. Yeah, exactly. And I get it. Yeah. 
Um, so I we're could walking. do with anything but a rat. rat. Seriously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could take a snake over a rat? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You saw yeah. on Good Work, on Good Work, I handled the snake. Yeah, but I'll take a rat any day. Yeah. I'll handle a, a rat before I handle a snake. Huh. So we're walking and I scream like the bitch that I am and I go running and David's like, what, what? He's freaking out because David hates bats and at night there are yeah, bats. Yeah. So he freaks out about bats because he grew up in a rural area outside of Chicago. Mm. So long story short, um, this was right next to me on the wall. Oh my goodness, that's a tarantula. That's a tarantula. Yeah, and how, I, I can't, you should have put your finger there so I could see it's exactly. A baby, it was a baby, it was probably about that big. Yeah. It wasn't like a, yeah. it was like that big. Now, do tarantulas bite? They don't bite. But I didn't want to stick around to find out. Right. Or they, they, they bite. They're just not venomous. Yeah. Every animal bites, I think. Right. You know, if provoked. What is it about? Is it the furriness? The creepy crawl? Yeah. I can't even okay. talk about yeah. it. I, you can, and, I just want to move You on. and clowns and, and... Yeah, I can take a clown before oh, that. You can take a clown I'll over? take a clown. I'll huh. even... I take clown porn. Oh. Over. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, good to know. Yeah. yeah. No, I can take a clown. You guys kind of broke me of that fear when in... At KTU, when you would bring up clowns, right, right, right. Funny. <laughs> well, no, I've seen some clowns that are pretty scary. Yeah, they do scare me. I'm not like oh, I'm so brave. I'm still f- frightened of them. Yeah, but I can handle them because in my head, I'm going, "It's just a person. It's just a person. Right. It's just right. a person." Listen, the only thing that scares me uh, are are ignorant people. Well, I'm with you on that one. That's the, That's sca- the scariest thing. It's of the all. scariest thing on this planet. Yeah, I'm with you. And it is, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's scary and dangerous. It's but getting worse too. It is seems. getting worse. But um, uh, yeah, it, it's mice and, and, and rats. I How think come? It's the I mean, tell. we lived in New York City. I did, yeah. And I'd see them all the time. Cat, the cat rats. They yeah. were giant. Yeah. But um, oh my God, I told you the story with me and PJ on bikes down at uh, City yes, Hall. Yes, they were all over there. Because there were, down at City Hall, there was a McDonald's right there. It's Park Lane. What's that called? What's that square in front of City Hall? Park. I know exactly what you're anyway, talking about. Anyway, by the, J&R Music Yeah, World. I was just going to yeah. say J&R yeah. Music World. There was a McDonald's behind there. And PJ and I are riding by- It's also a really amazing sidebar. Sorry. Yeah. Amazing. If if you guys are in New York, um, old cemetery down there. Have you ever gone to that? Oh, yeah. It's one of the oldest cemeteries. In, like, in the world. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Carry on. Um, uh, we were riding bikes on a Saturday night, two o'clock in the morning, because th- 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 that mm. part of town is, is empty- on a Saturday night. There are no clubs. No, This no. is Battery that's Park Wall City. Street area. Yes, Wall yeah. Street and, and City Hall down. and stuff. So PJ and I, my friend PJ, we're riding bikes and we see this alley. New York doesn't have alleys. There are very few alleys in New York. It was a, a decision they made to cut down on crime and stuff. There are maybe in all of New York, there are probably under 20 alleys. Yeah. You know, uh, we see this alley. We go down it. Oh my God. It's behind the McDonald's. Oh. And I'm not going to say, because it's, I'm probably going to freak out, but there were. Did you turn around? No. We went through. And then, oh, wait, wait, were wait. Were they jumping No, on no. Don't say anything. No. <laughs> okay. We go through. Okay. And um, there were trash. There was trash on either side. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, Michelle. All over. All every, we didn't see we didn't see them okay and then all of a sudden they got scared right and then they start they start they start like, ju- yeah and I put my feet up and and like I couldn't start pedaling anymore because oh, they were all down there shark! there were thousands thousands I swear to God I swear to God off the wall wish I could get PJ on the phone right and he would tell you 
they were they were bouncing off the walls. They were eating up the trash, right? And he he uh, he put his he he wanted to put his feet up off of his pedals because they had the Can you imagine? Had we fallen? Oh my god! I wouldn't be. First of all, I wouldn't oh be god. brave. Oh my god! They would have eaten. Oh my god! Like, oh my god! Oh my god! But these were. <laughs> How'd you get out of there? We 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 somehow we we yeah, got yeah. out. But these were not the. These were like cat rats. Babies. No, these oh, weren't, they the, weren't big the big ones. ones. These were just the worker ones. And I read a story in the New York Times about two months ago about these rat catchers, these people who are, and they're talking about the uh, the lifespan of a rat and that it's not very long. No, my daughter had a pet rat for about two years, and that's the limit. Especially and that's with a females. home. That's a home rat. That's a domesticated rat. Street yeah. rats. No, it's, it's a month, much shorter. Two months, yeah, yeah, it's a very short. But amount even of time. domesticated rats, especially females, they get these tumors and they just die. Yeah, all of them, all of them. It's wow. really sad. They're incredible. Incredible, incredible pets. She has never had a more incredible, smart pet. Really? Sit on her shoulder when she did her homework for hours. Just sit there and hang out. Wow. Yeah. Really, they are amazing. You know, I am Not the year of the rat. Oh, that makes sense. I'm the year of the rat. And I, I've had always had an affinity with rats. Strange, strangely a enough. A connection. A connection. An affinity means you love them. You do not it, love them. No, I don't love them. I've had they a connection. They love you, though. Well, yeah. you know. It's it's very interesting though how they've always been uh, sort of circling my my. That's why it's your yeah, energy. Yeah, you have the energy of a rat. It's but you know they are smart, they are resourceful, they are resilient. Except Ooh. for the uh, you know the the death rate over there, you yeah, know the more mortality rate. Yeah, yeah, they're brilliant. They really are. But I don't know if I could have survived. It that. was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. The things in life that. In a person, if you didn't have a friend there, no one would believe that yeah. that this is what I'm. The picture I painted of that scenario in the alley, it was ten times worse. No, and I totally get it. But I love the fact that you had a friend there, yeah, to remember it because I went when I was in New York City and going through that whole thing. Um, I had I Dallas there a lot through. Mm. Uh, she's coming up a lot today, but she was there through a lot of it. Like she was there the night Dolph Lundgren asked me to go out to his limo, oh, and she was the one who said, goodness. "Don't go." What? What was her reasoning for that? Well, she said he's like not good to women. Like he had a yeah. History. And the problem is, well, <laughs> I, I don't want any letters for listen, that. I'm his, being funny. The history I knew about was yeah. down his pants. Yes. So that's why I was like, okay, I mean, yeah. yeah. She's like, no, girl, he is not. He was not nice to Grace Jones. He remember? 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 We interviewed him at KG. I thought he was, he was a dick. He was an asshole. He was an asshole. Yeah. He had no sense of humor at all. Zero. And we were so excited. So excited. I, you know, confession. I own so many of his movies. You know how hot he is? He's he is a, so Oh my God. Hot. So sexy. I am so with you on that page. Oh my 100%, God. 100%. And with you know, him. he's a Scorpio like me. You could see that. Yeah. 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 But he's super fucking hot. Yeah. And that's why that moment I was like, um. Uh-huh. and I remember at one point I was also hitting on somebody. I don't remember who it was. But I walked up to somebody and I go, you are so beautiful. And she goes, Michelle, you can't just say that to a guy. Let him go to you. And I go, mm. No. Yeah. I think I'm okay with this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you're right, bitch. Go oh ahead. Oh, my God. I said, I look up to you for a lot of things, but picking up men's is not one. Right. I got this, girl. All right. So we're going to take a little break. Okay. And when we come back, we've got a surprise for you. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be right back. All right. Now, let's talk about Squarespace for a minute. Squarespace for a minute. Let's, let's say talk that about fast. Squarespace for a minute. Yeah. Say that fast three times. Let's do it like Carol Channing. How do you do it like Squarespace? No, no, she goes. No, I sound like you, Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, Man, buddy. Yeah. Moses and the Hebrewites. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now, how would Carol? Oh, Carol Channing. Yeah, would say, there you go. Squarespace. Yeah, Poland and a little. Carol yes, Channing. I can't help myself. But they would all be happy with this Squarespace storyline because you know we get lots of our friends. Uh, writing to us and tweeting us about Squarespace and how Squarespace has made their lives so easier. You know, Squarespace allows you to create your own website so easily. Yeah. You know, anybody could do it, you know, uh-huh. and you can get free, started with a free trial at squarespace.com with no credit card required. Now, you've got a, a, a note or an email from someone who's written us. <laughs> I do have a note, darling. I can, are you passing notes in school? I'm passing notes. Don't yeah. tell the teacher. Yeah. All right, so you can send yours to us at RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us, and send us our square, your Squarespace websites, because we'll retweet them, and we want to look at them. We I want to see them. Yeah. They're so inventive, because listeners who listen to our show, they're creative people, they think outside the box, yes. and that's what their websites look like. And it's we purely, purely. get inspired by them, yes. the same way they get inspired by us. Yeah. So keep sending them. So this one says, uh, Dear Ru and Michelle, we are Mick and Wout. A gay design couple working and living together for 15 years. We live in Barcelona, but we're born in Belgium. Oh, Barcelona. I love Barcelona. They're so exotic. Yeah. One year ago, we had a bit of a dip in our design work and overall identity. We were lost, didn't know which direction to go and get a fresh start. I always say hormones, but they chose Squarespace. Yeah, you know. You know. So they, different strokes, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So until we saw RuPaul's Drag Race, the show changed our lives. We were so inspired by the freedom, hard work, and fabulousness. Mick first thought he wanted to be a drag performer, but he realized he was too old for stars. What? Oh, wait a minute now. You Hold ain't ever on. too old to start drag. That's right. Mascara don't ask you how old you are. Okay. <laughs> he said, well, not that old, 47. But to be a baby drag queen at this age, you need some young stupidness, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I know well. what you mean, girl. So we started to think and decided we're going to make photographs, videos, and animations about the theme of drag and gender bending. So Mick started to do all the makeup tutorials he found on YouTube, and Wild started to do uh, 3D animation. And a few weeks' time, we already had some pictures and needed a portfolio website. So thanks to the podcast, we tried Squarespace in only a f- four hours. We had the most beautiful website we'd ever have in wow. our entire career. I love that. So they said now they're working on animation or rather dragamation. I love that. Inspired by everything that they've learned from RuPaul's Drag Race. So their website, they're called the Impossible Queens and their website is impossible dash queens.com so impossible hyphen queens.com oh my god that sounds so much fun and i just love the fact that they found a place to to pull it all together on their own website thanks to squarespace now making a website has never been easier when you're ready to purchase a plan get 10 percent off with the offer code rue that's squarespace.com offer code ru we are back well well my big surprise is that i i i I've decided mm-hmm. to do another Christmas album. Oh, it's only been 40 years. It's been only 40 years. And That's wonderful. So many Christmases have passed since then. And here we are again. At, and you, of course, you now you were the co-star of the last Christmas album. I did two songs with you. Two songs. But uh, you did interludes or something? Well, we did... I'll be home with bells on, and we did yeah. Hard Candy Christmas, and right. we did a little. We did lots of talk breaks. In right, there. that's what we did because we were on a Painted Babies kick. Yes, so that's yes. a TV movie that was about pageants, and Rue and I were so obsessed with it that when we did the RuPaul show on VH1, we'd have it on a loop in the dressing room. Yeah, so we shared a dressing room. We did it? What it, what, it was like a duplex where it, it was, was. A, there was a main room. Yes. where all the producers hung out, uh-huh. and then I had a side room, and then she had a side room, yeah. and we would. Have a TV in the main room, yes. and it would always either it would be Ma, it would be Mommy Dearest, 
it would be Painted Babies and Paris is Burning. Correct. And then we did a mashup. Somebody did a mashup for you called um, Paris, Paris is Painted. Baby, Baby's Burning or something. Baby, yes, some, one of those. <laughs> Baby's but Burning. Paris is, but uh, Painted Babies is a documentary from the BBC about child pageants. And this is the grandmother of them all. Yes. This started the whole wave yes. of Toddlers child- and tiaras. Yep. And, yeah. Before all of that, it was Painted Babies. It was Asia. Yep. Asia Manzor. And a little uh, uh, Brooke Breedwell. Correct. Yes. And they were uh, the queens of the Southern uh, child pageant world. And this documentary was made before the John Bonet stuff. So they had yes. full access and there was no, there was no ickiness Correct. about it because Correct. this was, this took place in 95 and John Bonet was 96, and I believe. And we were obsessed Obsessed. I so mean, it would be Matthew and Rue in there. So it was like a dorm room. Yes. And with a main room. So Rue and Matthew would be in Rue's dressing room. It'd be Billy B and I in uh-huh. my dressing room. Yeah. And then we'd have the main room. Yes. So then we'd all just kind of pass through. And our doors would be open. Doors would be open. Laughing and yes. screaming, oh, come here, come see yeah. this. And that was the same time. And that, that was the long about way of talking about the Christmas album. Yes. Because a lot of the interludes were based on that. On the painted babies and all yes. that kind of stuff. And this is, of course, the dressing rooms were at the VH1 show on that. We actually... I actually shot uh, 98 episodes. I just might as well say 100 episodes of that show. And they've never seen the light of day. Some of them are on YouTube. But- Is it be- and there are only clips on YouTube. Is it because of music yes. royalty issues? It's because of music licenses. And Can't I- we just cut that part out then? You know, that was an idea that the uh, World of Wonder thought about. But, you know, we, we just moved on. We just moved it's on from just- there. just... So it's so good. Good. It's so I mean, good. We're going to redo it one day. It yeah. will happen. But um, you know, it's always great to know where you came from. And we yes. had such a raw kind of friendship thing. And then it was the whole show was just bit raw. Yeah. And at the same time, Michelle and I were doing Morning Drive Radio in New York. <gasps> oh, what Sorry, was that? Sneeze, that me. came out of your mouth. That came out of my mouth. Um, uh, we were doing Morning Drive Radio in New York at KTU, which we was were. the the. It was KTU was a big dance. Well, disco station yeah. in New York, and then it, it it came back. It resurrected, and it resurrected with you and I. It did. It resur- the original ninety two K to you was back in the late seventies, early eighties. Yes, and that was disco ninety two, and then it, it did get resurrected as a dance station. Now it's like a CHR kind of pop morph. What does CHR stand for? Um, crossover. Uh huh. Right. Pop. CHR is. Pop. Yes. Mopping is what's mopping? Mopping. Well, mopping is when you go into a store. Yeah. Well, you, well first of all, you see something that you like, right? And you you walk into the store yeah. and well, I'm t- okay, mopping is stealing. Yes, exactly. It's there we stealing. go. Mopping is stealing. I just break it. It's, <laughs> it's just stealing. Yeah, Charles. When a song is on the radio uh-huh. and then, like you can dance to it, but you can also yeah. sing to it. Yeah. And usually the artist is white, uh-huh. and um, that's called racist. Ch. <laughs> You had to go there. Oh, you know. You had to go there. Radio girl in me. Just kidding. But that's what, you know, that's what it's all about. Well, and I'm very excited for this Christmas record and I'm excited to do What are you going to do? Well, um, oh girl, I got to play you one of the cuts. It is a hit. Original it is one. A, it's original. It you is a, pulled a Mariah and oh, are writing an original. Oh yeah, they're originals. Unless, unless, do you know of any public um, domain I think Christmas there's a songs? lot of public domain Christmas music. I think. Because like to turn it into something, turn it into something dirty, you know? Mm, that's the fun but thing. But people write to me every year and say, I cannot wait to pull out Ho, 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 your yeah. Christmas record. I'm not going to top that um, title. You know, it's a great title. Oh, my God. Well, you know, uh, you know Tom Trujillo, my friend Tom Trujillo, he's, yeah, been tr- he's been trying to get me to do a Christmas record for a year. And he wanted me, t- for years, and he's wanted me to name the Christmas album 
Santa Claus is coming. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Well, I wouldn't write that, but I would. But he wanted me to. I, I think he wanted me to be on my knees, kneeling at a Santa Claus, uh-huh. and with uh, and then looking back at the camera with a thumbs up. Okay, I wouldn't do the picture. Uh huh. One hundred percent would do Santa Claus is coming. One hundred percent. You had me at coming. Done. I'll take the receipt, please. Thank you. Well, you know, um, I love that title. I don't know if I'm going to call it that. Why not? Maybe there's a song. Maybe it's the song you and I do yeah. is an original called Santa Claus is Coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and sure. we have a little um, Donna Summer breakdown, you know, where she has the, uh, yes! uh, you know. Let's do it. Santa Claus I'll is Coming. I'll compromise my Christianity for a song. R- hell yeah. Shoot, I've done it for less. Uh, yeah, we could start the song. I say, hey, um, Santa Claus, come over here, baby. I, let me see what's in your package. Yeah, come here. What you pack? Will you bring me a package? Two large bags right Ooh, there. Yes, honey. Here, come on, Santa Claus. Come right here. right here. Put them right here. Yeah, right here. Right Lay your sacks yeah, down right, right here. Over here, oh, baby. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey. Santa Claus it. is what? Coming. <laughs> I love that you have a Christmas album coming out. Oh, it's great. I love Christmas music. Yes. I've said this many times before. My Favorite Christmas song, it and is. I did it on the Ho Ho Ho, is All Alone uh, on Christmas by Darlene Love. From who is the, one of the best singers of all time. Great singer. Yeah. Who's And this song is on the Home Alone 2 soundtrack, mm-hmm. ri- written by uh, little Steven, you know, from the E Street Steven Band. Steven Van Zandt? Yep. Really? Yeah. Bruce Springsteen's band member and from, and from the Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. I he, didn't know that. Yeah. He wrote... Uh, all Alone on Christmas. Mine's Oh Holy Night. I sound like such a nerd when I say that. And it's not the Josh Groban one. The Mariah one? Um, Just the tune. It, it's just the most beautiful it tune is. written. I don't care who sings it. Like people go, oh, Josh Groban. No. Any, like anybody. You know, well, like Bing Crosby. You know, any of them. Well, the definitive one is Mariah Carey's Oh Holy Night. No, that's not the definitive. Oh, Michelle Visage. No. What is your problem? I think the world would say the definitive one is Josh Groban. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, no. that's the one they get. Listen, all my years doing Christmas songs, yeah. 24-7 on radio, yeah. that's the one. Really? They don't play the Mariah one. We the play Mariah all one. I want for Christmas is you. That's it. Well, Mariah, Mariah's is just... Actually, I've cried. It, I have a playlist. Oh, no, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I have a playlist of songs on my iTunes where that are to induce crying. I have... You it's called... Are. Uh, Are you serious? uh, It used to be called uh, No More Tears, dot, 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 not. Shut up. But I changed it to just tears, period. (laughs) Tears, please. Yeah, yeah. What about Christmas shoes? Oh, you mean- uh, The one where mommy died and it's going to be Jesus tonight? The kid- the mother, okay, the mother's sick and she's dying. Right, yes. All she wants are these new pair of shoes, right? That's what she wanted before, I guess, she's got sick yeah, with cancer, whatever right. the situation is. The kid just wants the mother to look beautiful when uh-huh. she goes to meet her maker. Uh-huh. So she, the kid's crying, you know, I just want to get mom her Christmas shoes. Oh, my Gets God. Gets the shoes for when mommy meets Jesus tonight. Oh. Every time I would play it, people would call up and go, I literally just drove off the road. Can you please yeah. stop playing that song? I love, I, I don't know that song, but I love in that genre of songs of uh, mommy. I love that one by, I think it's, um it's um Dottie West where she, the kid says, um, mommy, can I still call him daddy? Shut. Yes. 
Oh. I, I'm going to play it for you. But it has this a real kid in there uh, that says, Please, mommy, can I still call him daddy? Why does the kid sound like that? I don't know. Why I do shoot? not know. Does but it's brilliant. Me? All right. I have an idea of what song we can do. What? Ready? I'm going to sing it, okay. and you're going to join me. Right. I got to get the right tone in my voice. Okay. Right? All right. All right. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> Only a hippopotamus would do. <laughs> you know that I one? don't know you that one. You never heard I want a hippopotamus for Christmas? No. Yes. Oh, my God. I want a hippopotamus. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. You don't know that song? I do not know that song. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dominic the Donkey. Is that your favorite Christmas song? No, Oh Holy Night's my favorite Christmas oh, song. Oh, yeah. But there's a million. Like, I can come up with a million because I literally have played them over and over and over again on yeah, radio. right. So I could probably think in my brain, oh, this one's beautiful. Yeah. And then we can go back to the standards and pick a gorgeous one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I love if it. I want to do a pretty one and a funny one. All right. We're going to take a break. I'm putting myself on two songs now, by the way. Yes. Put yourself on two songs. <laughs> I got a whole album to fill. Good. We could do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're going to take a little quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Bull and Branch, they make those gorgeous sheets that we just love. The nicest sheets you'll ever own for about half the price of what stores and boutiques would be charging you for a much lesser quality. You've heard Michelle and I talk about it forever. Now, Bowl and Branch has made luxury sheets and luxury bedding affordable with this great, great quality. Now, until Bowl and Branch, no one even challenged the department stores. So they've been overcharging you for these crummy sheets for forever. And there was nowhere else you could shop for these beautiful sheets. Now you can buy them right from BowlingBranch.com. And kiss those retail markups goodbye. You'll get the nicest sheets you'll ever own for about half the price of what the stores and boutiques would be charging you for much lesser quality. And it gets better, kids. If you order right now, they're going to give you $50 off a set of sheets plus free shipping. Doesn't get better than that. Just go to bowlandbranch.com and use the promo code RUE, R-U. That's right. Get $50 toward a sheet set by going right now to B-O-L-L and Branch, bowlandbranch.com. All right, we're talking about Christmas. Uh, Michelle's agreed to be on my new. You had to, you had to twist my arms and. Well, hurt me. you know, we need to negotiate. She's agreed to be on my new Christmas album. We're thinking of public domain songs that are Christmas songs, Christmas yeah. public domain songs. Well, some are um, "Deck the Halls." Is that public domain? That's public domain. Ready? The first Noel. Oh, you know, we, we're going to have to write parodies to them. Well, that's done. Yeah. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I feel like I'm playing I, Dirty Charades right now. I had, it. yeah, I know. It does sound like Dirty Charades. Um, jingle Bells. That's public domain? Maybe jingle Balls. Yeah. I can't believe that's public domain, that somebody's not making I money swear, off of joy that. Joy to the World. Wait a minute. Not done. Come All You Faithful. That is true. One of the biggest ones, Silent Night. That's public domain. And so it's the 12 days of Christmas and we wish you a Merry Christmas. See, that's why everybody does those songs. Yeah, that's why. Exactly. And of course, everybody, you I guys understand what public domain is. means that you don't have to pay the writers or the publishing fees right. to, to do that. It's, it belongs to everyone. And there's probably more. You know, we just got to dig in. Well, you know, there's a controversy now uh, that, you know, uh, happy birthday is, you know, you have to pay every time you sing it. That's ridiculous. You have to pay. To, but the, they're trying to take that back because apparently 
the copyright is on the arrangement of it, that the song is actually public domain, but Warner Brothers owns the arrangement. I don't know the details to this, but I read something in the paper where they're talking about reneging on that, that uh, uh, publishing on that. Huh. You know, so anyway, so Christmas, um, uh, redefining Christmas. I love it. I, I, I used to hate it because we, we was po. I know. And it brings up so many different kinds of memories like that for people. Yeah. Um, for one way or the other, you know, my, we didn't grow up. We weren't poor. We were, I would say lower middle class. Mm -hmm. Both parents worked, you know, a job plus, Mm -hmm. um, and they did whatever they could for that morning, you know, and we didn't get cars and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. she would get like maybe a leather jacket that I really wanted. You know From I mean? Wilson Leather? If, if I was good, uh-huh. but it was guaranteed it was on the sale rack and she waited until that thing went on sale, but ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, you're wrong. So you're right. It could either conjure up real bad memories. Yeah. You just don't want to relive it because it was when you hurt because everybody yes. else was getting stuff and you weren't. Yeah. Not only that, but it's also the end of the year. It's, you know, the weather's different. The days are shorter. It's darker. And, you know... That part of the year, I've traditionally always gotten a little melancholy and blue. But um, into my 40s, or actually even before that, um, uh, actually after I met George, uh, Christmas, I redefined Christmas for myself. You it made was, it happy. Made it happy. I love that. And I love it. And it's um, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it is be- beautiful. It's actually my favorite time of the year. Is it? It is. Because for me, even though we didn't have a lot, it signifies the one time of the year I can guarantee my family was going to be together. Yeah. My mom and dad had off of work because everything was closed. Yeah. Um, and I know that we were all be together. So for me, that's what it always represented. And the fact that you all were Jewish had no bearing on that. None at all. Because my parents, I think I told the story before, but I was adopted into the Jewish family and my parents knew from birth that we weren't Jewish. So they were not that it mattered. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they were, they raised us as Jewish kids, but I told you I went to Hebrew school and Bible chapel. So I was just a confused little kid. Yeah. So my mother said, you know, we want to raise them with, with both of these since they don't, I guess, physiologically come to us as Jews mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we did everything. We did Easter and, and, uh, did you do and Kwanzaa? Passover. We didn't do Kwanzaa. That, yeah. You know, Kwanzaa didn't come around until like the 90s. Yeah, right. It wasn't around like in the 70s. Did you guys do uh, Chaka Kanaka? We, yes, we did. Uh-huh. That was our favorite. Through the yeah. Fire was Through my the fire. favorite. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, that great. That was a good dish. Yes, yeah, I yes. love that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, the holidays, it's, it's weird. I got to tell you though, my favorite holiday of all is? is Easter. Yeah, Easter's a fun one. Why do you love it? I love it because it's all about resurrection. Because, you know, without, you know, people focus on the crucifixion Throughout life, I mean, you see, you know, crucifixes everywhere, and it's like, why would what you focus the on the cru- what about the resurrection? Yes, girl. It's because the crucifixion would be meaningless without the resurrection. Because right. then it would just be he died for our sins in the end. Yeah, but really, it's my it's one of my favorite holidays. And do you know why? Mm. Do you know why? Because of the Easter candy. Thank you. <laughs> do they have candy? Wait a minute, that's Halloween. No Easter baskets. Oh, Easter baskets. Right. My mother put together the best Easter basket with only the things that I liked. I would wake up and be Ooh, in my room, yeah. with just black jelly beans, uh-huh. a chocolate bunny. And then we go to the Easter egg hunt, and I would kill it out there with the yeah. kids. I would push a kid down Ooh. to get my egg. I would chin check a bitch. I did not care. <laughs> chin check. I wanted. Ooh, I wanted the bunny with the little bow on it, so I got the big one at the end. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I loved it for the kids. Do you like those chocolate covered ma- marshmallow um, bunny things? You know. Yeah, I used to not so much anymore. Like yeah. I'm really into the Russell Stover oh, maple those are good. egg. Ooh, those are good. 
makes yeah. my teeth hurt just thinking about yes, it. Yes, I but could feel it too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm literally going into a diabetic coma. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, love. I love Easter candies. Yeah. And I love Halloween candies because I love a Mary Jane. Rip yeah. your teeth out, peanut butter thing. Oh, that sounds so good. I told you the story of my father on, on, on Easter uh, where there was only one bathroom at auntie's house. Did I tell you that story? No, I don't think so. This is 1965. Picture it. Yes. Uh, we're at my... You uh, were little. I was five. Yeah. I was five. Um, but Easter in 1965... Yeah. No, Easter in 1965, I would have been four. Oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah, because you weren't quite yet. Yes, because mm. my birthday's in November. November. But... Um, the, every, all my cousins, all my aunties, everybody was over at my aunt's house and there was going to be an Easter egg hunt. And this was in San Diego. San Diego. And I had to use the restroom, but it was all crowded. Every, there was a line, everybody's waiting. There were people were getting ready in this house that had one One bathroom. bathroom. So my father said, Rue, let me take you out. In, on the side, and I'll let you pee pee. Because you're a boy. I'm a boy. Yeah. So I was going to take me out on the side by you the whip bushes. Whip it out, to, right? Yeah. Do your thing. So he takes me around the outside of the house to the bushes and lets me pee pee. And I start to pee pee, but all the other kids think that the Easter egg hunt is starting. Oh, so, and they think that my father's going to show me where the eggs are. So they all come rushing and you're to that. So when I'm pee peeing, oh! and they all come and cry about while I'm using the leg. Yeah. Oh, yes. the five-year-old boy doesn't want that. No, no. I was traumatized oh, forever. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. But I still maintain that Easter is my favorite of all the holidays because symbolically what it means, I'm not religious, but, no, but um, it what it represents. Spiritually. Spiritually. And the fact that whatever you've been through, you always have the option to to resurrect, to come it's back. It's awakening. Yeah. And you know, it's beautiful that you say that because it also coincides with Lent, whether you're Catholic or not. Mm-hmm. It's the cleansing of getting rid of that. Yeah. And it's the rebirth. Yes. So that is kind of beautiful if you yeah. look at it that way. Well, you know, I, I lived in Atlanta for 11 years and the, the, uh, the symbol of that city is Phoenix because, of course, Atlanta burned down in the Civil War and it came back it's actually come back several times but i love the idea of a of a resurrection of something that that transforms itself through the fire through the ashes and uh and survives yeah you know it, like it's a beautiful thing you know both of us have experienced that in our <laughs> careers a few times several times yes well probably again and there's nothing wrong with it because i think uh what doesn't kill you makes you strong yeah and it's so true because people do um a lot of times especially in our business, give up because mm-hmm. they don't, it's not even that they think there's not going to be a second chance. It's that it, it, um, it's too much for them. Mm-hmm. It chews them up and spits them out. And they think, um, either a, I can't take it or B I got this and they don't adapt. Right. They don't change and they don't go down the next path and they try to keep forging through that same path mm-hmm. that is already closed. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it all goes wrong. That's why you and I talked about this before. I'm not going to beat it but when you see a celebrity from let's say 1985 or 1990 who had a hit song and they're still performing that hit song at let's say a freestyle free-for-all at the Taj Mahal uh-huh but they're still, Ooh, that sounds good though it actually. is so good yeah yeah but they're still living and wearing the same clothes and doing the same thing they did in 1985 right. when in reality it's 2015 and you can still do it but you can progress mm-hmm. and if you progress there's so many other things out there you can't live like it was 1985 right or 19 and that's where it all goes wrong. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, you said it earlier. It's adaptability. A yeah. person's ability to adapt is their greatest strength. Yeah. You know? All right. So on that note, we're going to close out this show. What a fun show. Really fun. I love it. This, this has, has been, been really fun. fun. <laughs> all right. So until next time, kitties. Yay, babies. Bye. Bye. Bye.
I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.